better today. I've had, mm. I feel very combative today. Uh, we went and got a tree, and this lady said, You need said, to go get some like, smut novels. 25 minutes, and I was like, I, I had to come back and get ready to podcast. Like, there's so many things I wanted to do this morning, and this lady ate up my whole fucking morning talking about bullshit that I didn't care about, and I was just like, Oh my fucking God, okay, cool. And she was going to keep going before I was like, I'm sorry, what was the price on that, that tree again? And then she got like right back into work mode, but it was terrible. And since I've been home, I've just been like ultra pissy mood. <laughs> just oh my God. Because this lady just ruined my morning just because she was talking to me. So uh, mm. yeah. Whoa. Great way to walk into recording a podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Health Unfiltered Podcast. I might sound funny, but this is Brooke, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Ro and Nicole. What's up? Hello. Hi, how are you? How are you doing, Brooke? Oh, I feel like a sultry yeah. sex phone operator yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, it's just a nasty, cold flu, gross this funk. Like, this is like our Patreon episode type of thing. It's like, call in. <laughs> Exclusive Patreon. Ask your questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, it mm. turns How are you guys out. doing? Oh, good. Uh, good. Tired. Tired. Nicole, I... You know what? Mm-hmm. I, I want to go back to like every episode we've ever done. And, and how many see times like, I answer? <laughs> yeah, just tired. 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 Yes. Just perpetual tiredness. <laughs> if y'all want me to have any energy, it has to be at like nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, Whoa. you're a morning person through and through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's like one o'clock your time. It's, it's like two o'clock and the sun's already going down. Like, uh, what do we not understand about December being like November, December, January being like hibernation months? I, That's I, true. Winter months. Like, why do months. other animals do get to get to just, you know, crawl in a hole and sleep? Uh, but because, we don't. Because <laughs> we're awesome animals. We're the best. Because we got animals. bills to pay. That's really why. We got really bills why. to pay. We got... Mountains I'm to hike. Over living in this we capitalistic got, we got snowboards to ride. This toxic environment. Okay. <laughs> like, you know what? You can you can go and farm and cut wood forever. And you we can we can roll that. the tapes back. You already know that I wish we would stay farmers. I know, but <laughs> with no light, with no electricity, but candlelight. I, I think you forget how hard that work is. That is, yeah. I'm I'm ready to accept the challenge. I, yeah, okay, you're like if I get to if I get to sleep by if seven. If there's if Farmers Only is on is listening. Jeez, man! <laughs> just send a, send someone my way. I volunteer amazing. as tribute. Jesus, man! We need to make you a Farmers Only profile. That would be. <laughs> wow. We should. One episode could just be dedicated to like the chaos of online dating. Oh, and everyone I, has to make a profile. Sorry, Ro. <laughs> Somewhere ridiculous. I was, like, I was like, I've never used that. So, like, I wouldn't I That wouldn't is know. insane. Like, if you have never used a dating app, then you don't truly understand the pain and uh, awfulness <laughs> that comes with, like, trying to, like, build a healthy relationship <laughs> or just find I've, one. I've never done any type of online or app dating and... I'm like sometimes proud of that and sometimes I'm like, am I missing out on like some really 
raunchy memories. I don't know. I mean, I've <laughs> never done any of just those. Like, the listeners uh, can message us and let us know their opinions. But I'm just saying, it's a it's probably a life experience everyone should go through. A lot I'm, of people meet that way. I'm good, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never have like, to use it again. Bro was like, <laughs> I was turbulent enough as a young, yeah, that, a young that's lad. The thing. Like, I, I never needed the the apps to <laughs> fuck my life up. I was doing actually. Well it's a good thing. Myself, the so. world is a better place because Ro was never on an app. Actually, probably. Yeah, Take it I back. guess. <laughs> <laughs> would have been even more distracted. <laughs> he than would I have destroyed, was. destroyed some people. Okay, well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you mean that. Uh, you know, my, my parents raised. I mean, like their heart and soul. You would have destroyed the heart and soul. No, I know, I, I know what, I know what you meant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, like eighteen-year-old row, twenty-year-old row. Please, you cannot tell me that you were in yeah. a good place. No, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm gonna be thirty here in like three, four days, something like that, and I'm just like, well, <laughs> we made it to this point, huh? That is crazy. Yeah, anything That's after so 18 exciting. was extra credit. Um, really? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. So, how do we get talking about this? What were we talking about? I don't know, but I, you know what I want to Farmer, know? Farmers only. Oh, yeah, farmers only. Um, Ro, are you <laughs> drinking today? Are you I, carrying I, the team? Yes, you know what? It's 1241 oh my time, and as I said earlier, I was upset because i had to talk to a lady for more than 10 minutes earlier today and that's a that's a good time to drink so uh not that it was a lady just talking to anyone okay i don't want it to be like a massage you don't want to get angry dms <laughs> yeah <laughs> so this is uh a beer from dragoon brewing it's um brewed in tucson actually so we're still in scottsdale and i think casey got this from sedona but let's uh oh god Mm, it's a nice golden ale. It's rich in flavors, uh, and it's got mountains on the uh, on the packaging or on the can. So, ten out of ten for me. I love it. It's great. Nice. Yeah. And what about you all? Amazing. I assume you're drinking like some sort of like honey throat coat, make yourself feel better type of thing. <laughs> I am. I actually. And have I don't mean that in a bad way tea. because. <laughs> yeah, I have gin- ginger honey tea. I have regular water, and I have this very flavorful Island Roots kombucha that's made here in Costa Rica. So I've got like an interesting flavor profile, yeah. but I am hydrated as fuck. So like nobody worry about me on that front. <laughs> Can mm-hmm. are your taste like is your taste off? Like I know when my sinuses get messed up, my taste kind of gets a little off. But no, but what's so strange about this is. There's been so much drainage that my throat sounds awful, but I never had a stuffy nose. I was never hmm. clogged. I Now my ears are clogged, so my balance is off. It makes my vision feel wonky. Like huh. So that's what's bothering me now. It's very strange. This is not normal for me. Um, so I am got my eardrop regimen, and <laughs> I think part of it might have been like I've been floating in the pool here. So I'm like, did I just like give myself swimmer's ear and screw myself? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. A brain-eating amoeba, too. Like, that's it. You know, this is the end of it. Could be the end, guys. <laughs> and we had a good run, right? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Coco? Uh, um, I'm drinking some tea, some tangerine energizer tea. So I'm trying. I'm trying to get the energy into my body. Sweet. Um, and I'm also drinking a kombucha. So we got some some interesting flavors over here as well. Mm. 
I kind of treat kombucha as like alcohol these days. I'm like, oh, I want <laughs> something that like I wouldn't normally drink, but and I want to feel social. Brooke, why are you laughing? That's like what I do now. You're 65 years old. That's why. <laughs> I haven't I had alcohol of, in like three months. Oh, I treat man. kombucha as a as alcohol. As an alcohol, I do. You're like, I get it. I get what alcoholics are like. I just need one more kombucha. Yes. <laughs> it's the same I just can't. Like for me right now, <laughs> like drinking booze, it comes down to like, would I rather drink? something or would i rather go to bed and i want to go to bed <laughs> because i can't sleep if i drink this is i'm telling you this is what happens when yeah. you get older i'm sorry that didn't Not, used to happen to me but like yeah. now sleep if alcohol mm-hmm. makes my sleep worse mm-hmm. dang we need what to do an episode like? about this bro like, i don't uh, know what kind of genes you have but i will say hey, my... he's about to turn 30 yeah, okay yeah, yeah. i think I'm when like, he gets to I, the other side but, i really but, hope the 30 but. the 30s get to you homie because what? okay first of all that's it's that's annoying so to have a friend that like this so <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying to have a friend that still acts or like has the energy of a Here, 21 year old here's the thing life is pain so you're gonna be in pain regardless <laughs> Anytime you're like, oh, I feel pretty good is a great day. So even on your like sober days, you're like, oh, or sober days, your hungover days, you're like, oh man, like this is pretty painful. You're like, but I had a good time last night. I'm totally worth it. Would do it again. I don't think you it's understand. That's not what it feels like anymore. <laughs> I have a better like, time. It's not never. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like I don't. So I have never had that thought in like the last, mm-hmm. at least in the last like three years. I have not had that thought. Oh man, he gets. <laughs> man, he's know. so disappointed. He's I like, know. I don't want to turn like, thirty. What other, uh, what other things do you have fun doing, Ro? <laughs> like, I, 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 I just, I just do everything and nothing. You know, I, I don't know. But I, you're talking about my genes, right? My my dad. I mean, growing up, uh, and even still now, that that man will. Both my parents would just go and fucking party. Like there were times where I was like working and stuff, and. They would send me pictures like 1 a.m. of them out. They're like, we're with, the, we're with them. We're with them. And I'm like, holy shit. What? You guys are still drinking and partying. And they get up. They go to work. They get up. Oh they God. tend to the family. So they're just like, my mm. dad did always have a rule. He was like, you can party and drink all you want, but you have to get up and go to work the next day. And so that was that was the thought process. Like, this is going to probably not be your best day afterwards but <laughs> you still got shit to do so you might as well do it it's like all right cool so that's why that I, that's in my genes and it's in my so this mentality. was like a part of your upbringing <laughs> this is like <laughs> yeah. your family values <laughs> this is why you are the way you are we you know we love to have a good time my parents love to to host we i love, I love to, to have a good host time parties too. and stuff just... like you know it's <laughs> yeah to sleep yeah <laughs> priorities <laughs> oh sleep when we're dead no big deal <laughs> on that note <sighs> let's go with our question of the week i feel like this is a really good one all right how much should i worry about endocrine disruptors like heating things in plastic and using products like tide pods I'm going to just throw this to y'all. Yeah. I have strong uh, opinions, but you guys go first. <laughs> I need to hear your strong opinions. I think it is so I can fight it. very interesting to learn about this topic. And there are so many products available to us in this day and age that have not always been. And I think that it is really cool to like learn 
how things are impacting you, especially like environmental factors, um, because that is a part of health and well-being. And there are so many pieces of the pie that we can dive into. And this is just one of them. So I would say if you are like focusing on taking care of your health, taking care of your body, whatever it is your goal is, um, maybe not worry about this piece so, so much in the beginning and really focus on like the foundations, the basics of being able to take care of yourself on that most basic level, because that's what we have to have first. Um, I think we've talked about this in past podcasts of just like that, that higher hierarchy of needs. We can't get to like this, like perfect place of health without first having things like safety, food, our bills paid, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that like anyone would disagree with that. Right. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. like, no, Nicole or whoever's in this, you're wrong. Like I should worry about thermal paper more than I should sleep. But sometimes I feel like, and, and this kind of falls within that same camp, but it's like, we're, we're missing the forest for the trees. Is that the right way to say it? I don't remember, yeah. but it's like, Every, everything is going to affect us in some way, shape, or form, right? Like, our bodies are built to react to stress, outside environments, whatever. Uh, that doesn't mean we should be, you know, loading ourselves up with, you know, quote-unquote bad food all the time, not sleeping, alcohol all the time. Like, I, I'm not saying do that. But I'm saying when you are like... And sometimes I do it, right? Casey will heat up some food in, in a in a Tupperware and I'm like, ooh, maybe like shouldn't do that. I never I don't even know when that came like about in my mind, but it was like, oh, like why why am I not gonna heat plastic? Is that something I should worry about? Most times it's not even like a an issue. Like I don't we put it on a plate because we're eating somewhere else. Uh but stuff like that and then like, oh, we shouldn't be touching receipts because thermal paper has like you know, the highest amount of, I, I don't even know. I just remember I'm like hearing a lot of this now. Uh, and it's stuff that I'm like, I'm like, who gives a shit? Because there's so many other things we need to focus on. And unless you are, you know, like, I think Brooke, you can speak to this more than I can, but if you have something like an autoimmune disease or maybe are not as uh, like healthy or, genetically is like robust i I don't know how to say this like in in a in a you know pc way or whatever but some people can handle things a lot more than other people can some people are just more sensitive to whatever uh then why are we like why are we worrying about it you know um but that's also because i'm not someone who may have to live in a bubble or like maybe is like really sensitive to a lot of that stuff so it doesn't like affect me and that's the the lens i'm looking through as well where i'm just like Stop worrying about that. There's way more important things you can worry about. Um, and I just think that it's like, not that it's not worth mentioning, right? But it's like, stop talking about that stuff when you can't even sleep most nights. Yeah, don't, 100%. You guys both bring up really great points. I'm obviously very passionate about this subject as I've gotten really deep into a holistic health and wellness. And I think... I, I, it bothers me from two perspectives, like the personal and what it does to us. And then also from an environmental perspective and what it does to the planet. However, exactly like Nicole said, there's like a hierarchy to this stuff. If you don't have enough food, I don't, I don't really 
care what you're heating up the food on, right? Like, right. <laughs> you And you shouldn't either. Like, I think we're just like, that's not a really good priority list, I guess, is a way to think about it. We have a tendency in health, and you see it all the time because it gets clicks, it gets views, it gets mm-hmm. shared. People zoom in and hyper-focus on this one thing and this like nugget that might seem new and exciting. And then they're they're not zooming out though and seeing that big picture and I truly think we have to zoom out and then we like slowly start walking inward and different things come into focus and different things then need to be prioritized as we've mastered the terrain behind us and we keep moving forward and that's how I approach this with all of my clients too and I think that that's why they see success instead of just like jumping into the deep end and changing their entire life and refusing to hold receipts you know but (laughs) I also have a lot of opinions about why we've structured a world this way. I think we do a lot of these things for convenience, like these little pods. Like, how hard is it to just pour a detergent in the washer? But we've right. created this like little t- packaged convenient thing. And um, it just says a lot about, I think, like where we are in society. And plastics especially are like one of the only cool things humans have invented. But we it seems like we've overdone a lot of it. And for someone with autoimmune, like... And someone who's also come down this like really long health path where like I obviously I eat enough, I eat right, I have medicines that are supportive, I have supplements that are supportive, like these little things start to be really big needle movers for me. And so that's another thing that I've found to be really empowering on my health journey. So it might not relate, you know, like not everyone listening to this should really give a shit about anything I'm saying. But maybe you are like me and maybe you've been having a a hard time and really living a healthy lifestyle and these can be things that are really helpful like just removing fake fragrances and uh i'm gonna do in the spring um my co-dietitian and i are actually working on a program we're gonna do about clean beauty and holistic health and environmental exposures and i've been working on a lot of the research for it and just through like the epa like the government website you can find out a lot of like really helpful information if someone is interested in just like learning more because like these are real things it's just like is this something that needs to be on your plate when you're juggling glass balls like or is this a ball that can get set down and you not worry about it and focus on juggling other things yeah yeah i mean Agreed. There's always, always different viewpoints, I think. And again, it's not anything that we disagree with. It's just like, how how much do we agree with it, I guess. Depends on the person. So. Yeah, I think it depends on the person. Depends on what you care about. I like to be Nothing. like a barefoot hippie. So obviously, <laughs> yeah. like I'm like, let's save the planet the right way. <laughs> but uh, other people might not care about it as much. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of interesting, too, though, because I know... A big reason I got into it, especially with like clean beauty and fragrance free products was it came from like taking care of my skin of going and seeing an esthetician. And so it didn't even have anything to do with something like autoimmune. And for me personally, like just like taking care of the largest organ on my body, (laughs) my skin Mm -hmm. um, brought me to a place where I don't I like I rarely ever wear makeup. And that is like such a freeing feeling when you've used that for so long to like either hide imperfections or like you feel this pressure from like beauty standards. Um, So there's like a bunch of different aspects to it, I guess, of like why you get into something. Um, And then I think just like learning the environmental aspect is kind of like an extra bonus in my opinion. But yeah, it does go towards like taking care of yourself. Um, it just, we all kind of like come to that conclusion or decision and for different reasons. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there's not, there's never, I mean, hopefully you guys aren't mm-hmm. super new here. We're 70 episodes in, but like, <laughs> but if you're there is no one size fits all, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and we all very much subscribe to that as like, that's the whole point. And that's why our jobs exist because there's no one right answer for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I think that's a good conversation to have. So Bring this episode, Christmas. huh? I said, bring it up at Chris's conversation, you know. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we will. Plus, um, The end of the year and the beginning of the next one can sometimes be really chaotic. So mm-hmm. we're going to dive into how are we finishing the year? How can we find balance? What does that look like? And the momentum of the new year. And also, um, I'm really hoping that we touch a bit on like, what to avoid because you're going to see a lot of (laughs) marketing and fear mongering and people telling you that you're less than and you need to do certain things that can be really extreme. So hopefully we're going to dive into speaking to some of that as well. But first, but first I want to know how was everyone's Thanksgiving? It was good. Um, pretty chill and had a few family members come in. Uh, but yeah, it was good. (laughs) <laughs> nice. we, was good. I mean, was your I don't niece's know, like, first Thanksgiving, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, like <laughs> niece's first. I don't know. I just, y'all, I don't know. The holidays are not Nicole's thing. Like, <laughs> th- this season is my oh, season man. because I love cozy, but... If I could, every single year, <laughs> I, like, want to, every year. <laughs> like, move to, like, a cozy town in Vermont for, like, the whole, the whole, like, through Thanksgiving until Christmas. And then I want to come back. Because I could just do, I could skip it. Like, I, this season really kind of stresses me out. So, sorry yeah. if my <clears throat> answer was lackluster. No, no. <laughs> it's, it's funny because it's so, it's such a you answer, you know? Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Now I, our, my thing was good. We hosted uh, some friends here. Uh, Evan, who's been on it before, Evan Kaylee, and then uh, two friends that we've met since we've been in Scottsdale, Tony and George. But it was good. I mean, this was our second time cooking the turkey, and um, you know, it's it's. Uh, I I think that goes back to like how I talked about that my parents love to party and and love to host, and like I I love to to host. You know, we didn't throw our normal. Uh, Halloween party because we were moving and stuff like we do every year. Um, so this was nice to like get people around, commune over food and just kind of catch up and watch football, watch um, FIFA because, you know, the World Cup was pushed back and stuff. And it's, I love I, I love this season for for the reasons that you hate it, you know, not hate it, but like the, for the reasons that stress you out is that it's like I'm around people that like I enjoy. It's like we're all eating and and reminiscing and maybe it's been like months or since last christmas since i've seen people um and you know i also live away so i always like kind of tend to come home and then see people so Uh, and then it's also you know the time of my birthday so it's it's always Mm -hmm. a a good and i love the winter so my thanksgiving was great um i i always get so hyped for this end of the year but not because i'm like oh i want to cozy down and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, but because I'm like, fuck yeah, like now's the time to end it strong, <laughs> which I think is so funny because, you know, Nicole and I are so different uh, in that in that thought process. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I just I just love the end of, of the year a lot. So my Thanksgiving was good. 
that's yours. funny. I yeah. feel like I'm right in <laughs> so between different. both of you. Like you guys are at these extreme ends and I'm like right in the middle on like <laughs> the holidays and the final time of the year. I had really grand holiday plans with women here in Costa Rica that are actually from all over the world. And we were going to do this beautiful American Thanksgiving and I was going to cook them family Southern recipes. And then my sister brought the freaking plague with her. <laughs> so I was in bed all Thanksgiving. But it was fun oh, because bad. we ended up having good food and then we just watched like Netflix Christmas movies. They have all these cheesy yes. Christmas movies mm-hmm. now that are kind of like Hallmark worst. movies. They're so I bad. I love it so no, much. They're so them. good. That's the so best good. part of this season. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> uh, it's so adorable. It's just like feel good. It's just like a warm mm-hmm. hug. It's not stressful. No one's getting murdered. Like there's just, it's just happy. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like th- this big time LA girl went back home to her hut with her dad whose mom died (laughs) and the local florist cashier is her ex and now they found love again it's just it's all the same shit you You should really write that up for as a screenplay (laughs) yeah Yeah. oh my god well now that we know your end of the year pet peeve like i that's what i want to talk about first because i i think it's always funny like what are your biggest new year's resolution or end of the year things like what are your biggest pet peeves i don't want nicole my biggest pet peeve is finish the year strong (laughs) i hate that shit and the urgency like i hate the urgency like can we just slow the fuck down please like we just went through this snowball of a year like why can't we celebrate by just like chilling just chill but But no like this whole weekend like all the emails of like you have to buy this product right now oh my god it's never going to be on sale again it's just like everything like all of the urgency from every freaking angle i'm like i can't i can't participate please i opt out opt out (laughs) yes I mean, that's my it, life motto. Unsubscribe from yeah, this yeah. time of the year. That's that. You're like in the middle of a conversation. You're like, ooh, I've uh, unsubscribed. I'm actually out of this conversation yep. now. That's what you should have done with that lady this morning. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plenty of things I should have said, lady. Yeah, I don't know. It. It. Uh. I. I just. I don't know why. It, like. I don't know. Winter is always like that. The end of the year, and then like you know, spring is like its rebirth and whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I just. I just think it's so funny that that people look at the end of the year like the way the way you do, uh, Nicole. And, you know, you're saying the same thing to me, like, how the fuck can you keep year after year being like, yes, let's keep ending it strong. Um, But, you know, it's good to have both, I guess, even though I'm right. My biggest pet peeves, I think, for (laughs) the end of the year, I, I, I would say this comes from being in the in the health space, but it's definitely like. And maybe it's because people give too much weight to the end of the year, like the 31st and the 1st, right? Like, my life is going to change January 1st. My life has ended December 31st. Like, the years are over. And it's like, time is a human construct, right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) bears don't know what time it is, what day it is. They don't give a shit. Uh, And so I think a lot of people will be like, well, you know, I can't start something right now because it's the end of the year and I should start it 
at the beginning of the year when I'm fresh or when I'm a different person, when we're in this new era of life. And it doesn't matter, right? Like Monday, Tuesday will always come after Monday, right? The, the first always comes after the 31st. So I think that people get like really, really caught up. And part of it is, you know, marketing and probably in the finish the year strong because it's like you go from finish the year strong to now start the start the year strong and it's like whoa mm-hmm. buddy pick one because i just finished and you want me to start right away uh and i think that people get like really stressed out because of that right um and they just kind of throw themselves into 30-day challenges 60-day challenges i'm gonna do keto like all, all this stuff um And I think that's because they put too much weight on the literal end of the year. And instead of just being like, oh, January 1st is still like, it's just a time. This is all just time. It's all the end of the year. So I think that's my like biggest pet peeve because that encapsulates like a lot of things um, in general when it comes to the health space and conversations I tend to have over and over and over again year after year which I will inevitably yeah. have when I go home in a couple of weeks. So, yeah. Like yeah. there's definitely annoying. not enough like nuanced conversation of just Of course not. Like I think about when you're talking about like a 60-day challenge or whatever. Like what happens after that 60-day challenge? Yeah. Cuz like I know for us um Like, we've all developed practices that have now been a part of our lives for many, many years. Like, for me, even if I went a month without going to the gym or lifting weights, like, it would never be in my head that, like, oh, that part of me is just, like, not here anymore. Like, that is such a, like, such a thing that I've cultivated that I'm, like, I know that that tool and that resource is always going to be a part of my life because I want it to be. And it has nothing to do with me checking a box every day. Um, Because, you know, when I traveled for two weeks and I came back and I got sick, it ended up being almost four weeks until, like, I got back into my routine in the gym. But it didn't feel like this spiral of like shame and guilt sure. of like yeah. oh i didn't check all i didn't check the boxes for the past four weeks because it's just like no like this is just something that i enjoy doing and i know it's always going to be a part of my life because i want it to be um and so i think it's a really powerful thing when you finally get to that place of i know what helps me feel good and i know that i have this choice to continue this practice or continue incorporating this into my life no matter what season it is or like what's going on even if I do have to scale back like that's okay and I think this like all or nothing thinking just takes that joy away and it takes that curiosity away of being able to truly incorporate something in your life long term I feel like this is such a delicate dance and I've been noticing this coming up with a lot of clients is Obviously, none of us subscribe to the all or nothing mindset. It's just then you're missing the whole point of like really living a balanced, healthy life. But what I'm noticing come up is like this conversation of like, well, I'm not doing enough right now. I need to be doing more. I should be doing Mm -hmm. more. Or it's just like this totally laid back where I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There needs to be a little bit of 
you know, like self-responsibility here and like commitment and like we just don't like throw in the towel till January 1st. <laughs> right. And yeah. I, I think it's just like it's got to be this like I don't know. It's so hard. Like I would love to hear, you know, like if you guys are seeing this with clients, like what advice are you giving? But how do you find that ebb and flow of like being real with yourself and what you mm-hmm. truly need to do to support yourself and have the capacity to do versus like when is it time to take your foot off the gas? Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go first, Rob? Yeah, yeah, if you don't mind. Um, <laughs> go I, for it. I think, yeah. Uh, I, I think so much of that is like how you're talking to your clients <clears throat> throughout the year, right? Because mm-hmm. if you are like, hey, this is a stressful season, it's tax season, you're a CPA. Like, we know that you are not going to be able to get the hours in the gym that you want, that your eating habits may go to like, the wayside a couple times a week that's fine we totally get it um but at the end of the day you're still doing what you can it's it's easier to have those conversations now at the end of the year because we've had them throughout the year it's like hey remember back in february we had blah 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 this is the exact same thing go there to move go there to enjoy you know this is not oh i had too much to eat at thanksgiving and now i have to burn my food or whatever um I I think that that's that's kind of where where it's easier to tell someone you've been working with for a long time like we've done this already you've done the work you know how it goes um but it's probably like a a really harsh time for someone who's like I like to start or like Brooke I want to start working with you and I'm going to start middle of November and also I don't want to make as many changes as we probably should be because I have Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Like, it's just sometimes you're in a position where it's like really optimal to be doing things. And sometimes you are not. And that's going to either take more work or, you know, things are going to go to shit. And obviously your coach should be able to kind of pull back and push forward depending on how things are going and depending on what you need as a, as a client. Um, but yeah, I just think that that's why you have those conversations earlier so that when you are in the shit already, it's like you have experience. This is not the first time. Let's use the tools that we cultivated earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Kind of I think thoughts. it's really important to be honest about what your schedule looks like because yeah. when you are someone who is working to get into this routine or rhythm with whatever habits you're cultivating. We have to be honest with the fact that like our lives are constantly going to be changing. Mm -hmm. So it can feel really overwhelming and stressful when you feel like you finally, things are clicking. You are consistently being able to do something. And then something like the holiday season comes and hits you in the face and you're like, shit, like I can't do my four workouts a week that I have been effortlessly doing for the last however, however long of time. And it's really helped you feel good and grounded or whatever. Or um, maybe you've really been awesome at like meal prepping, like maybe it's been breakfast or lunch or whatever. And you felt really like a good flow in the kitchen, Um, sleep, stress management, whatever it is. I think it's really important to give yourself grace and be like, okay, what is being added to my plate right now? And that can, that's where that self-compassion comes in of, Hey, yeah, we've been doing awesome the last three months. 
and XYZ was not a part of the equation and now it is. So how can I adjust? And if that means that you go from four workouts a week to two structured workouts a week, plus you get in like walks or whatever, then that's what that means. And that is still beneficial for your well-being if it means that you continue to get really great sleep, if it means you continue to not be stressed the F out, um, all of those things are important. And if we aren't taking everything into consideration and thinking that every single day is just going to be the same always, then we're going to, that's like setting ourselves up for disappointment. Yeah, those are really good points. I, this is a tough one for me and maybe I'll just, uh, play the uh, devil's advocate I guess here on, I was, on like, I was already thinking about some stuff too. I was like, hmm. but I, okay so for me I feel like the way I teach my clients will also say this first like one of the one of my favorite things I like to do with clients is I teach the concept of having foundational habits of like it's never like we're always doing something to move forward and there's always going to be something we can do like we can always carry our emotional support water bottle with us and stay hydrated no matter where you are usually. So like those kind of things like anchor us to our lifestyle because ultimately this is a lifestyle. And then I will prioritize with someone based on their goals. Cause if someone's got like a gut health protocol versus a hormonal health healing journey they're on, it'll be a little different. Like, cause if we need to throw some stuff out the window, we can, but like, I still need you to eat every three to four hours to support blood sure. sugar balance. I still, you know, like, so I prioritize it. However, I will say like, I don't understand when people just, say like I don't have time and they just revert to like drive-throughs or like fast food or takeout every day like I just don't I just don't understand it and I think that there has to be a switch and I don't struggle with this with my clients but I see it a lot on social media and and just the way normal people function but like there has to be this switch of like I'm not just following this plan I'm not just following this protocol like this is how I live my life and it's really important to me yeah. And I can't just like throw it out the window. And I think that's one of my pet peeves that I see on the internet. And um, one of my pet peeves I see specifically in like the more intuitive eating space. I know Nicole and I have talked a lot about this offline, but I just think sometimes the messaging doesn't land. F- like I just, I'm just I, like, I disagree. I just think like <laughs> this is what makes you have this beautiful, healthy like life so that you can have the energy to do the things. We can't just like throw it all out the window. And I'm not saying that's like a belief. I'm obviously like overgeneralizing to play devil's advocate here, but I think you guys get what I mean. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's, I, I, you know, I agree with you and, and I, I feel the same way when people are like, I know because I preach like at a minimum, we should get some sort of movement, right? We should be walking. We should be doing some flow, like what, whatever to get you to move, right? And before I was like so hard to the, I don't know, one side that it was like, if you are not touching a barbell, then you're not training. You're not exercising, right? Um, obviously, like you can run and that's not touching a barbell and that's exercise. But you talked about anchoring. And I think that, like, for me, right, in order for me to eat, for me to think about, oh, I should sleep, so much of what I do is anchored in my exercise that if that goes out of whack, then I'm like, oh, I I didn't lift today, so I'm not as hungry, so I'm not going to eat, and I'm going to stay up playing video games, and I'm, you know, and, and then if I go two weeks without lifting, which has not happened in a long time, uh, if ever, 
then my whole life doesn't fall apart, right? But it definitely feels that way because it's like the way I see myself in the mirror changes, right? Like any sort of body issue is like, hmm, well, that's weird. You look a bit squishier today because, you you know, your pecs aren't as full as they should be or used to be. And so I think that it's it's back to the devil's adequate two thing where someone is like, hey, uh, you know, I don't have time to train the three or four times that I normally do. And it's like, you are your best mother, your best son, your best athlete, your best whatever. And you know this when you are training, if nothing else, because that's how you've set up your life or you set up whatever. Then that means you you have to do it, right? And 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 I'll never force someone to go to the gym. It's like, if people don't want to go, they're not going to go. But if someone is so deeply rooted in that, and it's not like it's unhealthy, but it's like, this is what I do. This is my pillar that you're someone that's like, oh, you know, just don't go. It's it's fine um, without any sort of like, don't go because you're on vacation and, you know, you should be enjoying that or don't go because your family's in town. You should be enjoying that. Then, yeah, I think you do a lot of disservice to people who kind of predicate their a lot of their life on that. Um, so it is a, a delicate balance and you should be playing devil's advocate with yourself, right? Being like, what's my most natural response as a coach? And then, well, what's the opposite? And is that a net positive? Then maybe this time I tell them like, hey, I know I normally tell you to rest, but now's go time. And for whatever reason, this is different than all those other times we told you, you know, you should rest, but I don't know. Yeah. A big thing that I've noticed, it happens almost without a doubt with every client at least once once during the four-month program. Something happens, they're traveling, there's an event or a holiday or something, and they get out of the routines that they've built and the practices that they've integrated into their life. And then they'll be like, wow, like I did not feel good when I went back yeah. to doing XYZ. And I really missed the new way in the ABC. You know, so I was like, but and they'll it's interesting because usually they'll approach it as like a, a bad thing. And I'm like, this is a huge win because this yeah. is confirmation from your body that you're now more attuned to that. I prefer and feel better when you do things this way versus this way. And it makes it really easy when we have that relationship with our body to then like this. These are my pillars. This is what keeps me like in the zone feeling good. Um, have you guys watched the documentary Stuts on Netflix that just came out? No, I was not even heard. Oh, of my it. God. Highly recommend. It's going to be a tearjerker, Nicole. Buckle up. Um, <laughs> but it's about Jonah Hill and his therapist and their relationship. And he brings up such a good point that even in the line of work he does, where like his goal is to make people feel mentally and emotionally better. He's like 75% of that is the physical. It's what you do with your movement. It's what you do with your food. It's your gut. And I think we're starting to see that referenced more and more and more. And so when we frame it like that, and it's not the superficial thing, which drives me crazy about like the drive and the marketing that you're going to see in the beginning of the new year. And it's more of like, no, I just want to like feel good and not be so anxious and depressed. And yeah. like for me, you know, like obviously exercise is your thing, bro. For me, it's food. It's like food, water, like micronutrients. Like I need it. Like this, like the plants need sunlight. So I highly recommend that documentary to like everyone listening. Like really, really really cool documentary just like about tools for life and mental health and it was really funny too hmm. i'll have to, have to watch that edit to the queue <clears throat> for sure 
So I think we've definitely covered the balance and the pros and cons of the different situations there. But how do you guys think that we can use this momentum and excitement that does come from being in the new year for good? I'm actually interested to hear uh, what you guys have, just because I think it's, you know, we talked about how opposite our thought processes are. Because mine is like, hey, you're rolling. You just keep going, right? There is no like, extra it just is what it is uh but yeah how do, how do you two do that mm, i think the end of the year like i love new years because i love any time to reflect and rest and dream and so for me it's really important to prioritize like alone time for reflection and also to really dream of like what would I love to see in 2023 and that is really like what inspires me and gets the momentum going for me in the new year um it's not and like that's so different from what you'll see like in the media of get on this new like plan or do this 30 day challenge um for me it's so much bigger than that and I think that comes from like knowing your why knowing your core values and like seeing the new year is just like an opportunity to like continuously evolve not change or become like like for me it's not about I want to be someone different or new like new year new me like I want to still be Nicole but I want to continue yeah. to evolve like, and I want I to was, uh, continue I don't know if that was continue to grow oh. and oh. Um, uh, just be like this person that's like, like n- not like this new person, but still be me in all the ways that like whatever 2023 Nicole looks like, if that makes any sense of like, I just see it as an opportunity to grow instead of an opportunity to necessarily like change. I like that. It's more about growth and reflection than like I need to change or something's wrong. Mm -hmm. That's a really beautiful mindset shift. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Those are two very distinct things, right. That I think uh, have to have to put out because I need to change for this. And we did really great. Here are some things that I think I might like to work on. (laughs) Very different conversations you can have uh, with yourself. Um, So I love that. Love that, Nicole. I already forgot what the original question was. But yeah, well, I'll I'll speak to it real quick too then. But talking about like how do we get momentum and oh, yeah. like using the momentum and excitement. Um, for me, what I notice happens is people get really excited and they want to change all the things and do like really dramatic things. Like they want to do a whole 30 in a dry January and it's just like, whoa, like this is a lot of extreme here. And I think uh, using this momentum and that excitement that just naturally comes because that's what we do in our societies. That's just kind of like what it's like. Use it to start making changes that you're really excited about one or two steps at a time instead of just going all in on all these things that you feel inspired to do. Like pace yourself and just start with like, what's the most exciting thing that I'm like really, really want to start incorporating into my life? Like, I don't know, like I really want to explore deepening my yoga practice. Okay, like whatever you want to do that you're excited about, do that. And then when that feels like it's really solid and it's a part of your routine and it's something you look forward to, what's the next thing? 
that you're mm-hmm. excited to. And you're just like the whole year you can roll on that building momentum. And, and that would be much more sustainable than I'm going to do all the things and quit sure. all these other things at once. Yeah. So that would be like my best advice, I guess I would give. And it's funny because like you see it working with clients, like they're going to want to do everything. And I think a big part of our job is just like, actually, we're going to prioritize this and I'm going to be your pacer. Yeah. I'm your pacer yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny you mentioned that I have a, a new um, golfer that I picked up and he, we, we have two months of solid training that we've finally gotten. He's been doing everything we've asked. It's been awesome. And he's like, so like now that we've been training for three times a week and like my food is better, like should we start doing four to five times a week? And I was like, it's been eight weeks. And he's like, is that not a long time? I was like, no, it's not a long time. (laughs) Especially if you have not been consistent for the past 10 years, eight weeks is nothing. Uh, And he was like, okay, cool. Like, thank you for for holding me back because that's really what my job is at that point is like if we are making consistent strides and doing i'm not going to say the bare minimum but less than four or five six times a week then still do that right and also you're you're a professional golfer you need to focus on that not getting your squat numbers up like that stuff will come naturally um but going back to to your point yeah like it just it is it is so funny how I, I I like first that you said that focusing on one thing allows you to get settled, right? But it also allows, like what Nicole said, it allows you to reflect on whether you actually want that to be part of your life, you know? Because it's like, oh, I really want to do yoga, just to use your example. And then maybe you're like, you know what? After six weeks, like I did it three times a week. I did it and I gave it my all and like, this is just not for me awesome you know that it's not for you or maybe you want to keep bits and pieces of it and go do something else but you don't figure that out if you are also focusing on 10 other things even if you were somehow able to juggle all those 10 things perfectly you didn't give yourself the time to reflect on this one thing that maybe isn't really adding anything to your life um so i think that that's important and one of the reasons why you focus on one thing at a time Uh, another thing is I know I've said it on this podcast before. I had to have. When you make things difficult for yourself, you will more than likely not achieve those things, right? If there are hard goals and you have no basis or no like background in anything, you're nine times out of 10 going to fail. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't make you a failure, but we're going to perceive it as like, wow, I couldn't do this thing that everyone around me does or I see people on social media doing there's something wrong with me. It's like, no, you went from exercising zero times a week to thinking you could do six times a week. You're going to fail and then you're going to come back to being like exercise isn't for me or I'm just not strong enough. All, you know, whatever else you want to, you eventually end up thinking. But you get better at things when you do the easy things really well. So let's just go to the gym once a week and walk. Hey, you are, I'll tell you to walk outside before getting you on a treadmill. But if you're like, I want to make an active, like I want to actively get into the gym, then you have to be able to like drive there a couple times a week. Oh, can you do that? Awesome. Now let's get you to like go on the turf or pick one or two machines and just do those those things consistently. 
Um, because then you're able to say like, I know I can make the time. I have clearly made the time for it. Yes, maybe it's only 45 minutes, but think about how much work I can get done in 45 minutes. So if you focus on making easy goals and that doesn't make you worse or it doesn't, you know, I think people think like it has to be difficult. Otherwise, it's not worthwhile. Like, OK, well, it's also worthwhile not to hit goals. So or it's not worthwhile to not hit goals. So you want to make things easy so that you can get some momentum behind you and then start rolling into it. Um, and I think that that's like rule number one. It's always baby steps. And I know that we harp on it a lot, but you have to walk before you run. And then before then, right, you have to crawl before you walk. So it's just like it's stuff you'll hear a lot these next couple weeks. But unfortunately, you won't hear it as much as the you have to fucking get after it. If you're not, you're a pussy. You know, like all these like hardcore alpha whatever males like David Goggins. Yeah, like not my vibe issues. at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. He's like, yeah, I ran 100 miles and couldn't feel my feet, but it's cool. You're like, awesome. You're psychotic. That's great for you. There's never going to be any reason I want to do that or need to do that to validate myself. Um, but yeah, so it's, you know, focus on doing a couple things really, really well. And then from there, use that momentum to roll into maybe cooler things that you want to do. Do either of you all set New Year's goals or like resolutions or like what are y'all's opinions on that? <laughs> that sigh from Ro. <laughs> well, I have to think about it. Uh, no, I, I don't think I ever really, maybe when I was younger, but like I just talked about how December 31st is just another day and January 1st is just another day. Like I'll celebrate them, you know, end of the year, beginning yeah. of the year, whatever. But, uh, you know, it doesn't, the, the, the actions and choices I make right now and tomorrow are going to like bear the same importance as on the first and second of January. So it doesn't, it never has been like super important to me, but like January 1st, this is what we're going to do. Or next year I want to do this. It's just kind of like, eh, what am I feeling? What are my goals right now? And then that letting that evolve and, and kind of become its own thing. So I guess the answer for me is no, not really. What about you, Coco? Yeah, I definitely used to do that when I was younger, but now I think it's just more, about um reflecting on what like my core values are as a person and just making sure like i'm continuing to embody that into this new year um because yeah i think like once like i said earlier once you found habits that ground you and that you enjoy you don't you don't look at it anymore as like an end date or a start date like it's just like this is just like what i do and this is who i am and Yes, like there are harder seasons than others, um, but I know, like I trust myself to come back to like the things that matter to me and the things that make me the best version of myself. So that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I used to set really stupid New Year's goals when I was younger, (laughs) like really stupid, not even just like health related. It's like, I'm going to kiss hot boys this year i don't know um oh like really god. done uh oh but, my god. but 60 I books and 60 strangers yeah <laughs> oh my god i would say though i don't set i don't really set goals anymore either i take an approach kind of similar to nicole's where it's more about like a reflection of like what happened 
this year. And I think it's fun to like even chunk it up into months because my life has been wild. It'll be fun to do this exercise, but like what happened in each month this past year in my life and reflecting on like what was awesome? Like, what do I want to amplify? What do I want more of next year? Or what was like, not great, not aligned, not into it that I need to shed and leave in 2022. And I like picking words. I don't know if you've ever guys, you've seen people do it where it's like Mm -hmm. people pick a word of the year. Like I actually picked a couple words of the year to kind of like, what's the energy I want to bring into this year. And I definitely, I feel like brought it. I actually had it on a lock screen on my phone for the longest time. I just (laughs) changed it. So I think it's kind of cool to just like set the tone, you know, but I'm not setting like, I'm going to eat three balanced meals a day every day sure. not like that yeah yeah i mean i think because then i don't know, you can be like i'm gonna take an active role in being healthier like that's a great goal and that can encapsulate a lot of things right but if you're like i'm gonna eat three meals a day for 365 days like, man more power to you but uh <laughs> i don't think it's gonna happen <laughs> prove me wrong though, you know yeah like that i think the new year's is the one time where because usually with a client i'm like i want a really clear goal like we want to reduce your symptoms by 50 percent. we want to eliminate this this and this but i think when it comes to new year's i think it's more of a vibe it's like yeah. overall like what are the what themes are the vibes for 23 the bro vibes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. um like what am i bringing into the new year so uh, nice yeah. send Any us your thoughts? hashtag vibes yeah, I want to know year. people's word of the year. I think it's interesting. If you guys are setting mm-hmm. words of the year, DM me and let me know. I, don't, I need to man, think on it. Yeah, now now I'm like, what would my cry less? I don't know. How, what's a word? What's a word? Freedom needs less? to be one of yours. You need freedom. to like embody freaking freedom. No more. I've been, PhD. I've been I've been pretty free, I think, you know. Uh but a mm. different kind a different kind of free. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's okay. I'm just coming out of an abusive relationship is what it is. Like four years. But uh, yeah, not Casey. Obviously, I met my PhD. I have in a healthy relationship. <laughs> Just had to clarify that. Yeah, <laughs> come here and beat my ass. Uh, nice. No pun intended. But yeah. Well, I loved this conversation, y'all. It was really good to see you. Um, thanks everyone for bearing with me through my raspy. I've smoked six cigarettes a day type <laughs> voice that's going on. But yeah, let me send us out here. Let's do it. We are currently all accepting clients. Um, that doesn't just happen on January 1st. Ro <laughs> right. is the master of all things exercise and performance. Incredible work, especially like sports-specific training that I'm always impressed by. Nicole is our non-diet dietitian, helping you know your body better so you can feel better through nutrition and lifestyle support. Myself and the amazing West Nutrition Co. team, we specialize in supporting women through digestive and hormonal symptoms and we use a lot of lab testing to get to the root cause (laughs) so that is kind of our zones of genius and in the show notes we'll link up our instagrams and ways that you guys can reach out if you want to know more give us a follow at health unfiltered pod on instagram and keep those awesome questions of the week coming we'll talk about them on the podcast definitely rate share and leave a review wherever you get your podcast because it helps us grow all the mean ones go directly to rose inbox Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but on that note ro do you want to take us out let's do it cue that music yay <laughs> all right, nice. peace out, bye <laughs> bye